0: The Ask Anatomist podcast is co-sponsored by the Faculty of Medicine, Nursing, and Health Sciences at Monash University and by the American Association for Anatomy. Ask Anatomist presents A Bone to Pick. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Lazarus, an associate professor in the Center for Human Anatomy Education, in the Faculty of Medicine, Nursing, and Health Sciences at Monash University. On this episode, we will interview Beau Foreman on the topic of biomechanics.
1: My name is Beau Foreman. I'm an associate professor at the University of Utah in the Department of Physical Therapy and Athletic Training. However, I also hold adjunct appointments in orthopedics, mechanical engineering, occupational therapy, and neurobiology, anatomy, and plastic surgery.
0: We would be very interested to know more about your field and what's the important roles within it.
1: Specifically, my interests are in biomechanics. In reality, I study interventions or disease processes and how they impact movement. For the purpose of this podcast, I think we're primarily going to be talking about Parkinson's disease, and that's one of the fields I'm really interested in, along with amputees and multiple sclerosis.
0: Could you expand a little bit about what biomechanics field focuses on?
1: In my mind, human body mechanics branches into two areas. One is how people move, like what are the angles at each one of the joints, how fast people move, and then also the energy that the people produce with movement and how we can calculate what's contributing at each one of the joints.
0: So the difference between walking or running.
1: Yeah, and how we can actually add numbers to how people walk and how people move, I think would be the best way to to say that.
0: So what are the major questions in your field?
1: In the area of Parkinson's disease, I think the biggest question is, what is the cure? How can we slow the disease process? Parkinson's disease, there is no cure. It's a progressive disorder, and it can be really debilitating from multiple aspects. People view it as a motor disease, but in all reality, we have visceral motor, we have your internal organs. There's also a strong correlation with quality of life, and that can lead to other problems.
0: And so when you describe visceral motor versus some of the other motor innervations we were talking about earlier, it's the difference between movement of the limbs, like the arms and legs, versus the movement of food through the body.
1: Exactly. One of the things that we've shown that will slow the disease, well, I don't want to say slow the disease progress, but actually make people so that they can continue to move well is through exercise. This is an adjunct to other things like dopamine replacement medications. One of our goals is to help people move better and to move longer, and that's kind of one of the questions my research addresses.
0: Is the idea that movement in and of itself can impact the disease, prognosis, process?
1: People who live a sedentary lifestyle become less active and move less. Well, the same thing happens with Parkinson's disease, and we Hopeful that by getting them exercising out, moving out, training in challenging environments in a safe manner that they can actually improve.
0: So, what do you wish the broader community understood about your research field and maybe Parkinson's disease?
1: People with Parkinson's disease, this is a progressive disease, and they're one of the most motivated populations that I've ever met to get better. In general, it'd be nice that the broader Population knows more about the disease. And when they see someone walking in the store, to understand that person is a highly motivated person who wants to get out, exercise, and do more with their life. I'd also like people to know that it is progressive and we're doing everything we can from a pharmacological standpoint and from an exercise standpoint and surgical standpoint to try to address these issues they're having, but we don't have a cure and we need help. There needs to be more research in this area needs to be more funding to fund projects that will hopefully one day lead to a cure.
0: Can you talk a little bit more about the type of projects you have going on in your lab right now?
1: Currently, we're working on a project that was sponsored by the National Science Foundation, but it's a collaboration between my department, uh, Department of Physical Therapy, Athletic Training, Mechanical Engineering, and also the School of Computing. We're looking at how we can use virtual reality, specifically a cave system, to train people with Parkinson disease in a challenging environment to hopefully improve their mobility and overall their balance and decrease falls.
0: Can you explain the cave system a little bit more?
1: The cave system is a virtual reality system where they actually go in and it has a speed matching treadmill, which means basically if you're walking a certain speed, the treadmill goes that speed. If you start to run, it will automatically adapt to your movement. So it'll start moving with you. And if you turn to the right, the environment turns to the right. And what we did was we interviewed a bunch of individuals who had previously reported having difficulties with balance. And then we asked them what environments were very challenging for them. From that interview process, we created these virtual environments where we're looking at like obstacle negotiation, uneven terrain, different scenarios. And we can put them in these environments and have them interact with the environment We make it safe. They aren't going to fall. There's a fall restraint harness and they can move through the environment as fast as they can. If they are successful at navigating the environment, we actually make it harder. So we're constantly challenging the patients to get better.
0: So this is an amazing example of taking technology where we are in the 21st century and creating an environment that's safe for high-risk patient population to help improve their health.
1: One of the neat things about it with a cave environment is they're actually interacting with the environment and using their own limb. Whereas the head-mounted displays, which most people are a little bit more familiar with, uh, usually you're interacting with an avatar. Like your legs are an avatar, your arms are an avatar, and uh, it's not your real limbs that you're interacting with the environment. As we're progressing through this, we're hopefully use more head-mounted displays, but use augmented reality where they can interact using their own arms in a virtual environment using a head-mounted display because cave environments aren't available everywhere.
0: So virtual reality is full immersion and augmented reality is taking the reality we all live in, but augmenting it slightly with some technology.
1: Exactly. We're hopefully going to add that to it and currently we're working on a project where we've finished developing the technology. We're just starting to study it where we're actually using robotic shoes to mimic different terrains for individuals with Parkinson's disease to help not only stimulate them visually, but also physically through altering the terrains underneath their feet while walking on a treadmill. So yeah, it's an exciting process. And it's through collaboration from multiple departments. And then I've just been lucky to join this collaborative group, specifically the engineering group, to make this happen.
0: And you mentioned the NSF, so why is that the funding body that you think supported this research?
1: Yeah, so the National Science Foundation's been incredibly generous to this whole process. So they initially funded the CAVE environment for different processes, including an investigation with spinal cord injury and so forth, and they continue to fund this for the individuals with Parkinson's disease. And if it wasn't for their funding, these projects would never happen, so I can't say enough for their contributions. It's been wonderful.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today, Bo. Don't forget to head over to our website, askanatomist.com, for more episodes and links to resources. And follow us on Twitter. So if there's a topic you'd like us to cover, don't hesitate to ask anatomist and use the hashtag AnatQ.